Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike for this penultimate segment of today's episode i have a word of the day program or a word of the day calendar penultimate second to last that'll be on the quiz next week penultimate second to last uh we during this segment we're gonna talk about two things i want to uh look at what's going on this weekend i'll tell you my plans uh, under this new orange threat level or state of readiness or risk level however i'm supposed to characterize it we've taken a step down from red to orange and while i'll continue to wash my hands and hand sanitize and maintain social distancing while i'm out and about and if i have to go to the grocery store or the pharmacy i'll be wearing a mask uh, i am intending i do plan on uh, together with my wife and beautiful baby uh driving south and getting together with some family we haven't seen in some time when uh uh, when Jessica and I, my wife, when we moved out here uh, to take this job, uh, one of the things we were so excited about was to get back uh, close to uh, my wife's family. They live uh, not too far from here. And then uh, it was just a few weeks after we got back to town that coronavirus strikes and we can't visit anyone. That's too bad. So finally, what we're going to be doing this uh, coming weekend is they're going to be visiting some family. In fact, uh, you know my little baby Piper? I talk about her all the time. Uh, and you can find pictures of her uh, on my Lee Lonsberry live Mike Facebook page. She is adorable, and she has two younger cousins she has yet to meet. In the midst of all this coronavirus stuff, uh, she's had two cousins be born. And she tomorrow, uh, because we are now under this new orange state of life, she's going to be able to meet those cousins of hers. And that's going to be a, a wonderful and sweet thing, and I can't wait for that. Um, and it is all due in thanks uh, to, to you. Uh, that sounds kind of silly to say, but I am grateful to you for making this weekend possible. Here in Utah, we are experiencing things much differently than uh, other places. Our per capita death rate is low, and our capacity to test here in the state is very high. That is not the case everywhere else. And much of that is due in part to the, the wisdom and the prudence and the common sense exercised by uh, everyone here in the state of Utah. So thank you. Thank you for letting me get together with my family this coming weekend. I put out a plea earlier in the program today uh, to hear from you. I wanted to know what your plans were for this coming weekend. And uh, a few of you were generous enough to pick up the phone and leave me a little voicemail. I want to play those voicemails uh, now. We'll start uh, here with uh, a woman who has plans next week uh, she's looking forward to. I'm not doing anything next weekend, well, tomorrow, uh, that is any different from what I've been doing the past few. However, next Thursday, I get a haircut. I can't tell you how excited I am about that because, like probably many other people, I'm looking pretty shaggy. 
a haircut has never seemed so wonderful as it is right now. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, uh, <laughs> I, that reminds me, I have a, a barber down the street from where I live, and I haven't had any contact with him in a while, and I'm getting kind of shaggy myself. I'm going to send a text message and see if uh, uh, he and I can connect and I get myself a haircut this weekend. That's pretty cool. Uh, this next uh, voicemail comes from a man who plans on spending uh, the weekend uh, with his wife. My wife and I are having our 37th wedding anniversary on Sunday, and we're heading down to Bryce Canyon, Ruby's Inn. Bryce Canyon isn't open, but Ruby's is. You do some minor recreation down there, but the fun thing is it's open. We get to go celebrate our 37th anniversary on this weekend that it opened. First off, congratulations to you, sir, and to the rest of you. Did that sound like the voice of a man old enough to be celebrating his 37th wedding anniversary? If that guy was 22 years old, I'd believe it. Uh, Good for you, sir, Uh, and happy anniversary. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, Last comes from a a stylist in Salt Lake City uh, letting us know what uh, what they'll be up to this weekend. This weekend, while a lot of my peers are going back behind the chair to work, I am staying home and still taking the necessary measures to ensure my safety and of those around me. Uh, I personally believe that the risk of going back to work right now, like the inherent risk is just too high still. Well, there you go. Uh, Some folks feeling that maybe our move from red to orange is a little premature. I happen to disagree with those folks, but uh, we, of course, are all within our rights to, to have the feelings that we may. And uh, our own personal safety is ultimately up to ourselves. So uh, best of luck to you, stylist. Uh, Hopefully there's work left for you next weekend when folks show up uh, and sit in the chair. Uh, So that's the the first half of this segment. The second half is, uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll give you a little bit of behind the scenes here. This morning I started the day, I pulled up the KSL News Radio web page. I was also uh, back and forth uh, reading Deseret News. And there is a, a headline in the Deseret News that reads, Is it safe to reopen? Simple enough question. Is it safe to reopen? The answer might be in your toilet. One of the things that I have lamented since this coronavirus deal has taken hold is that I don't get to hang out as often with uh, KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson. I had uh, the plan today was uh, he and I were going to talk about this story. He was responsible uh, for sharing with uh, everyone some of the science behind uh, a company which is this is, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how to tell this. I, I want to be totally uh, respectful and appropriate. I don't want to make any inappropriate jokes here. So I'm just going to tell you that there is a system being developed which tests the material that runs through the sewage system, and the testing of that material can be used to understand how the coronavirus is spreading or where it is present and how we might be able to combat it. So there are some folks right now whose job it is, and these are these are the smart folks, right? If you trace this technology and this uh, approach backwards, you're going to find yourself at, the, at MIT, right? Those are the smartest of folks. Well, they are analyzing the material that is flowing through sewage pipes and they are somehow using that data to figure out uh, where 
this coronavirus is traveling, how it is uh, shifting and moving around from place to place and where there may be hot spots, so to speak. And the plan initially was uh, I was going to go back and forth with Paul Nelson. He uh, knows a lot more about this than I do, uh, than I, and, but he's been called on to another assignment, that unfortunate and heartbreaking story uh, at a Midvale. So we're going to let him continue to cover that. And uh, so that you know exactly uh, what the story is, I, on my Facebook page, have posted a link to the article which describes this technology. Uh, so if you make your way over to, to Lee Lonsberry, you'll see my picture there. There's a little logo for Live Mike. Go on there, read the story. And while you're there, would you, would you hit like or follow or whatever it is uh, to let me know that uh, you're aware of what's going on here on this program? On my Facebook page there, what I try to do is post like supplemental information. Uh, some of the research that goes into each day's program. Producer Amy and I spend uh, hours together in the morning trying to figure out exactly what we need to know uh, and where to look for it to produce uh, and put together uh, what we hope is an acceptable program for you here each day. This one we call Live Mike. So if you want to see a little bit of behind the scenes, uh, Lee Lonsberry Facebook page, uh, go there, click like, check out the content on there. And of course, as you know how Facebook works, that's an opportunity for me to hear from you as well. So if you want to go on there, leave some comments. I would be uh, greatly appreciative. Uh, there's another story you'll find on the Facebook page right now, and it has to do uh, with some archives which are being compiled, a window into uh, how you and I are experiencing the coronavirus. How has it impacted our lives, uh, and how could the experience that you and I are having uh, best serve those generations to come? Well, uh, there is a gentleman at the University of Utah uh, who is heading up a program to uh, preserve and to compile the stories of Utahns as we together uh, face the coronavirus, uh, defeat it, combat it, and win and be victorious. And uh, so he's going to be uh, my guest next here on Live Mike. Uh, his name's Jeremy Minty, going to be uh, talking to me about a project to collect stories from you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. <laughs> 